to the Skeptic Wire. Year three of the podcast, we're gonna skip the whole hello part and go near because it's funny to sound like we just had a stroke. So it is uh, <laughs> the second of January two thousand fourteen, episode one forty three of the Skeptic Choir. I'm your host Gary Long, and with me this week are Dennis Wofford. Hello, hello, hello. And amazingly, we have another of our regular hosts with us this week. <laughs> Greg Perrine! Hello! My New Year's resolution this year is to start unsubscribing from all the emails I get in my inbox, oh, so that my one. inbox is less less cluttered and I actually can respond to emails. Yeah, so pretty much you'll never know when we're recording anymore, right? That's basically what this means. No, no, so I can actually <laughs> see the emails going back and forth between people that I actually care about, plus you two, um, and <laughs> <laughs> but just get less from... Businesses I used to uh, frequent up in Chicago that I just never got around to. At the old department store. Okay. You know, subscribing like the Chicago Humane Society or whatever. And they'll send me an email once every couple months so it, it doesn't ring true enough in my brain to think, oh, I should unsubscribe. And I'm going to start doing that. That's a good idea. Congratulations. I, I think that's a manageable uh, New Year's resolution as opposed to the, you know, Go to the gym more, or <laughs> smoke less. Right. <laughs> yeah, because because you're smoking. I can't smoke your less. smoking has gotten out of hand. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it's just one after the other. We think you're on fire half the time. <laughs> on the other hand, I because I, I, I am in a, that hot. I, I was in the in the hot tub uh, for for New Year's, so I was kind of smoking when I got out of the hot tub. So it was cold outside. Not the hot tub. The hot tub was warm. It made me <laughs> The hot tub was hot. It made me sweat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Ow! Why, come on, sound not live. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. So anyway, uh, what? Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, no, I haven't made New Year's resolutions for a couple of years. No. Anything you want to accomplish this year? Uh, graduate, uh, release a, From another From the rounded CD. tip scissors to the adult scissors. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. Finally get that stupid song back from way back when, finished. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Donna! Because Gary's being really boring. Please yeah, yeah, I got, well, I got actually, nothing. my, my I got New Year's nothing. resolution is I always pick something that is actually really, really doable. It I is, had breakfast! No! Your husband! My, no. My... New Year's resolution is actually to clean my baseboards once a week because I never clean them. But that is something that nobody, you know, it's it's one of those things that you should really do. Nobody ever does it. It's like when you're ahead, you know, using your turn signal. Make sure you always use your turn signal. <laughs> I pick, I go for the low hanging fruit when it comes to New Baseboards Year's. are pretty low. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I would keep that one up. 
I, I, I'd vacuum. I mean, I by, even have, judging I even by have the look attachment. Of, by the judge of the look of your baseboards, no, you really haven't. No. No, but I always pick up something that's not a complete life changer, that's not, you know, something that I know, like, You're if I said, if I, said I was going to, you know, diet or eat healthy, that's going to last about seven days. Right. I know this. You know this. Everybody knows this. So I don't bother making those ones where I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to fail. I make ones that have a reasonable chance of, and then I won't feel bad if I, if I mess it up. Exactly. It won't screw up your self-confidence like someone saying, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm finally going to get trim this year and, and be all buff and exercisey and, and you makes your self-worth be all horrible when you don't actually do it. If you don't actually do it. Yeah. But but if you forget to clean your baseboards every once in a while. It's really not the end of the world, and yeah. nothing it doesn't reflect on your character at all. Exactly, and that's... Except, now we know, so we'll be checking. <laughs> Why do you White think fingered I never... gloves along the Why baseboard. Why do you think I never have you guys over to my house? <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's what we do, is we, we look for the dust. Oh my god, look at the dust on that baseboard. <gasps> I don't know. Anyway. What was that character, Gary? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, do we have any birthdays yes. other than the Earth being 2014 years old? No, wait, it was that the United States? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, wait, no, the, the, the Earth must be, what, it's like 11,000 years old. So that must be United States. It's 2014 years old. Yes, Gary. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, all right, so do you guys know who was born January 2nd, 1940? Gaia. The Earth Goddess? Yeah. No. Oh. 1940. Oh, yeah, that would yeah make her. <laughs> it's a little more recent. Uh, this person is still alive. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's because that's a big clue. <laughs> uh, a TV personality. Hmm. What genre of television? Religious. Uh, is it Pat Robertson? No, it is not. Is it <laughs> um, this per- a televangelist? So he's a, he's a televangelist. Yes, That's very say, right? okay. um, iconic wife. Uh, Baker's. Yeah. Uh, what's his face, Baker, and the candlestick maker? Oh my God! I think Gary's actually going to get one. I know it's, it's Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. Jim Baker. Yeah. I I'm still going to carry count that as a Gary <laughs> win. I mean, just to be kind, but yes, Jim Baker. Yay! Yay! Oh, they were. Uh, they used to be up in Dallas, didn't they? Yeah, PTL. they used to. They, they, they used, were PTL. They yeah, were they, praise they, the life. They, they yeah. transmitted from the Dallas, Lord. yeah, uh, which was uh, just down the street. Well, it was about three miles away from my house. Oh, cool. Yeah, that must have been fun on three? Sundays with parking and all that. Oh no, no, no! It was it was next to the highway. We never. <laughs> I lied. It's, it was no. I, I lied. It wasn't wasn't three miles. It's like ten miles away. I'm sure the I'm listeners alive. are fascinated. <laughs> they are. But yeah, he started out with... He actually started on the 700 Club for a while. Really? Um, How long has that thing been going on? Apparently a long time. Like, cause since the dawn of television, apparently. They, they were on it back in the 60s. Oh, wow. Um, and then, eventually, they switched over to the Trinity Broadcasting Network, um, which, the first time I heard of that network... network we were flipping around and we saw the show Bible Man. <laughs> oh God, with that guy from from Eight Is Enough. We didn't what? know who Willie it was. Ames. Yeah, he Willie was in Ames. the costume, so you couldn't see his face. But basically, it was a kind of a superhero 
Bible man with like a big Bible on his chest. Oh, I was about to make a chest. joke about it. No, no, <laughs> no seriously. it's a real show. Bible man. Like that? Uh, yeah. With less disco, but yes. Okay. <laughs> Very kind of smack you over the head with the Bible-ness and the God and the Jesus and the whole thing. But yeah, their PTL, Praise the Lord Club, um, was uh, became more and more popular. And eventually they had their own television network which supported things like heritage usa which is where things started to go a little wonky uh because there was apparently a bit of a sexual scandal with a um secretary at the church jessica hahn couldn't remember her name i was jessica hahn went on to have a pretty big affair with um sam kinnison the well, comedian that's a yeah reversal oh. i don't know which one was worse for her <laughs> But, uh, yeah, apparently she was paid off uh, nearly $300,000 to basically keep quiet about it. Um, but eventually, like, it came to light that it was more of a, it was kind of a rape, um, more than just a, you know, rent boy kind of scandal. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. Yeah, um, but... she maintained a relationship with Sam Kinison, and she was also involved with the co-creator of Married with Children. Oh, huh. okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just a random thing and she's posed for playboy background. well of course yes uh, jim baker has not posed for playboy um after the whole jessica Hahn thing happened there were more investigations into the finances of the ptl club by the charlotte observer and essentially they found that um the ptl club was overselling its lifetime memberships in their heritage usa kind of you can come here once a year, kind of almost timeshare-ish kind of thing. And they brought in way more money than it had actually cost to build this resort thing. And, you know, basically he was embezzling millions of yeah. dollars and stuff like that. And they had, they were one of the original, well, maybe not original, but they were big on prosperity gospel. It was, you know, we are living this high because we believe, and if you give this much, you will you will get riches in return as yeah, well. Yeah, one of the... Well, I wouldn't even say the first prosperity gospels, but certainly... Um, among the earliest <laughs> ones of the modern era, yeah. the TV area especially. Um, but, um, so he... Uh, Jim Baker went to jail for a while for mostly for the, the wire fraud and the conspiracy of the financial stuff. Um, originally sentenced to 45 years, it was reduced on uh, appeal because the appeal judge said that the original judge had put too much of his own religion into punishing Jim Baker <laughs> saying that you make Christians look like they're idiots. So I'm going to punish you more, which yeah. I can understand that that's not, it should be equal for everybody. If you were doing wire fraud, you should just pay for the wire fraud. Um, Absolutely. He spent a few years in jail and then came out and originally got remarried and has gotten back into televangelism. This time, not so much with the prosperity gospel, because apparently there's a quote from him that the first time he ever actually read the Bible through the whole way was once he went in off to prison. prison. was when he was in prison. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, oh my yeah. goodness, all this stuff was taken out of context. I had no idea. So did he give all the money back? No, not so much. Um, I think there was actually a class action lawsuit that was dismissed, people trying to get their money back from him, but it, he fought it probably. And, and, and But wait, why would that. they want to do that? Didn't it work? 
Apparently not. Hmm. Um, it may have had more to do with that kind of Heritage USA timesharey type oh, thing. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that. But sure. um, yeah, he eventually published a book called <laughs> "I Was Wrong." But uh, wow. now he's gotten back into uh, televangelism, broadcasting the Jim Baker Show. Sure. Well, and... well, penitence is always big in the uh, televangelistic. Yeah, but they always come back. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. Say, uh, you know, I was wrong, and then not fleece people again. Yes, but <laughs> according to the St. Louis Dispatch, he still owes the IRS about $6 million. Oh, yeah. so he has to work. Okay. His, his wages are still being way garnished. Yeah. And, and his actions meant that the whole PTL Club type Heritage USA thing actually lost their tax-exempt status. Mm. They were that bad that the IRS actually noticed them. So, uh Yeah. <laughs> Well, not just noticed them, but took action against yes, them. Yes, noticed them and took because action. Because there, there are obviously a cornerstone, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Pardon my language. Uh, no, why? Uh, fuck them. Uh, no, Cornerstone Church. They are a political activist. Oh, yeah. organ. But, and damn it, we've talked about this before. Uh, I think he actually pays taxes. So that he can so say stuff? So that he can, so he can bring politicians in and they can do what they want. Okay, but I, I have not been able to verify that. Uh, last time we talked about it, yeah. I tried to find something on it, but I couldn't find anything on it. So I, I just don't know where to look, really. Well, dear listener, if you find that Gary is wrong, post to our Facebook page and rip him a new one. Or if you find he's right, post the article. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or post where I can get that. I'm sure. I guess they is is it public? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. In, in my. In my world, Cornerstone is actually paying uh, paying taxes uh, on on income. So, hope so for profit. And in which case, you know, good on them. Then I can't really say anything except for you know, it's, you're, you know, you're like, idiots. <laughs> yeah, they're bigots well, and racists. But this actually says that Cornerstone Fellowship is a five hundred one c three. Then maybe he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Well, we'll see, and we'll, we'll try to look more into oh, that. Oh, this is the Gary. wrong cornerstone. Apparently, there are several cornerstone churches. Well, of course there are. <laughs> so. But they can't all be named people front of Judea. Well, well, I don't know how many times I, I go through and I see uh, uh, St. Paul Lutheran Church, which is where mm-hmm. I kind of grew up in as far as the churchy places go. There's always a First Baptist yeah. somewhere, yeah. You know, there's always a first Baptist, but you never see like a second or third Baptist. No, no, I've seen. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the last Baptist. That one was funny. <laughs> I was driving through some small town in Alabama, and there was a first Baptist church on like one end of the interstate. And then as you got down through the town, which was like 37 seconds, there was the last Baptist church. <laughs> I would probably attend that church. <laughs> that, that, that appeals if to If they me. actually have that sense of humor about yeah. themselves. And, and they might not. They may just be a cult and thinking, this is the final right. Baptist The last one, solution. because we got it right, and nobody has to correct anything after us, because we finally figured out God's message. Yeah. Just like Jim Baker thought he'd finally figured out uh, God's message. Because now his televangelism is more focused on kind of millennial end times and being a survivalist kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Not so much with the prosperity gospel stuff now that he's, quote, unquote, seen the light. But, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because there's another person who, without whom Praise the Lord Ministries would not be uh, quite effective. 
I'm thinking of Isaac Asimov. Why don't you talk about his birthday? What the hell does he have to do with the PTL club? Telecommunications. He came up with the ideas for uh, for satellite communications. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, yes. Well, uh, originally... <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> um, I remember some old science fiction author had, but I couldn't remember which one. Yeah, pretty sure it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary, if Gary's completely incorrect, Facebook just... or Facebook page... Yeah, uh, Isaac Asimov in uh, 1945 proposed a satellite communication system. Okay. He didn't have like all the details, but he had the idea for like the synchronous satellites and, and okay. up and down communication. So, so it's his fault. <laughs> PTL is Asimov's fault because he's Actually, now on Direct TV, which is satellite dishes. Well, I mean, it was communications. Just, so all communications was, is Isaac Asimov's fault. Well, no, I, it, it really was Isaac Asimov's prediction of what the future yeah. was going to be. There you go. Yes. There you go. Which we'll get to. Right now. Right now? Yes. Yes. We're oh. into predictions. Oh, we're already into predictions. Now, now. Not, 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 not now. Not then now. Not then. Now, now. <laughs> right. <laughs> what happened to that? It, it's gone. Was then. Now. <laughs> right. But not Previous anymore. now. This is the problem with time, because my now time is your time past. First base. So we're talking about predictions of the future. Sure. Yes. Um, apparently, <laughs> not of the past. Um, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but apparently back in 1964, Isaac Asimov was asked to make predictions or something. He was at a World's Fair or something. They were asking him what it would be like in 50 years, and um, he said, well, this is what I think it'd be like in 2014. The reason why I'm a little skeptical is because you have that um, internet meme that goes around every single year of, this is the day Marty McFly arrived in the future to you know correct his own future past thing, it's, and it's like someone always tweaks the number and f- adds another year to it. Um, but it makes some sense to say 64 and 50 years later, 2014, but... Um, Apparently he made. I mean, some things were just way off the mark, but some things are well, actually any any yeah. uh, uh, prediction is an, an extrapolation generally of what's currently happening, and certainly yeah. in Asimov's case. Yeah, it, it he seems was, like he he looked at where technology was and where it could go, yeah. and was relatively conservative in saying, "I think this might happen. This looks like a trend, but." It's yeah, like he, no one in, he no never one, predicted the microprocessor. Or, Nobody or knew Twitter. that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they're equally important. The microprocessors well, no, but, are in Twitter, but but, but it, culturally, yeah, Facebook, Facebook and Twitter are huge. True. Okay, it's not necessarily technology, but it's the use of technology that is not seen. Right, but the microprocessors more made a radical shift in how technology was developing. Well, well yeah, that's because it made it portable. Facebook is more a radical shift in showing us just how much assholes our friends are. <laughs> yeah. But uh, some of these things that, that Asimov said have definitely – we're seeing today. Sure. Like the communications one. He's like, people will be able to, to see and hear. You'll have – Constant communication. communication. Yeah. Your, your you telephone know. will also be a vid phone essentially. Yeah. You'll, right. you'll be able to uh, work from – 
du- uh, Dubai or wherever just as yeah. easily as right. London. Was Synchronous satellites hovering in space will make it possible will make it possible for you to direct dial any spot on Earth, including weather stations in Antarctica. Even if they're stuck in a in a uh, boat that can't get out of the ice because of a freak uh, snowstorm. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, <laughs> nobody else has heard of that story. No, yeah. I, I no, I, I I read that, and then I've seen the the instant conservative humorists posting <laughs> up. They're talking about global warming. Her, her, her. But he also and, got things like um, appliances in 2014 will have no electric cords. They'll be powered by long-lived batteries. Now he thought those batteries would be running on isotopes, so he thought everything would be atomic. Well, sure, which was a good guess back then. Yeah, because which, the uh, uh, meltdowns hadn't happened. Yeah, <laughs> so he was very on spot that basically technology would progress in being more wireless and more battery powered, in that they would be more self-contained. Um, and also, this same one about the no electric cords also shows how much of his prediction of future technology made its way into his stories. Because everything mm-hmm. in the Foundation books was all based on atomics, and superatomics sure. meant that this civilization that was stored off to the side, which was this Foundation, which I know is an overgeneralization of what <laughs> the Foundation books were about, but I'm just moving on. Every, the One of the main reasons why they were able to continue so much better is they were able to um, they were able to keep the atomic technology going. Right, but they were also able to refine the technology based on scarce resources. Right, and they, they would make it smaller and smaller and make it better. But it was that was their monopoly that kept it going. They, uh, there are also some things on here where he was talking about robots. Mm-hmm. Robots were going to be more and more uh, used for our common good or whatever, something like that. They won't be great, he said. So, like... He was thinking, even even further in the future, robots are going to be awesome, but not yet, but we'll see their evolution. And he also, I love the one where he was talking about how uh, the problems of feeding the world, because he got the world population pretty damn good. Yeah, I was going to say, he estimated the world population at 6.5 billion and the United States population at 350 million. He's not... He's far not that off. far off. Yeah, he's pretty good. But he also goes in that this is going to be, you know, we've got to watch what we're doing to the to the earth. Yeah. yeah. Although he did, in if we're, he he also said that there will be due to the overpopulation or nearing overpopulation, uh, or rather very large population, that a worldwide uh, pro contraceptive. Uh, Rules will go into effect, and really, the only people that's done that is China, and they've relaxed. Well, Obamacare yeah. tried to do it, but <laughs> well, <laughs> a little yeah. bit too much pushback by the uh, Catholic Church. It, well, they're still trying to do it, but the uh, just in, the, in that particular one, from what I understand, uh, that is actually a slightly different case that the Supreme Court ruled on, and not the Obamacare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're talking about um, uh, nonprofit organizations. Right. Okay. If we want to talk about that, we can. That's probably a big rabbit hole to get down. It is. (laughs) There isn't a lot of talk in Asimov's predictions about money, because he went into other things like vehicles will have robot brains, and self-driving vehicles are only beginning to start, but that's there. Wall screens will replace ordinary TV sets. Well, we have flat screens, which are more of a thing, but it doesn't really talk about how how prevalent that would be for all classes. Would you be able to afford it all, is what I'm saying. But if you read a lot of his his uh his books it's almost a star trek 
uh, utopian. View. Yeah, not not quite utopian. utopian. But the but the most societies are almost they don't care about money. If you read iRobot, you know people are just showing up and they're getting food. You know, no one's right. paying for anything or whatever. You can you can pretty much. Most basic technology stuff is common enough, like the big wall screens or robots or right. whatever, that there are a dime a dozen. Yeah, he he was far more utopian than, say, Philip K. Dick or something. Okay, yeah. But talking about the food thing, just showing up for food, one of the <laughs> other things that showed up is he's he was obsessed in his books about yeast farms. That that growing yeast and algae products and just flavoring it slightly differently and putting into cakes or whatever – that that was going to solve the world hunger problem. Sure, and it's still it's still one it, of those ideas that crops up every once in a while. Every once in a while, I mean, more more nowadays you get ideas of people are going to genetically alter this amoeba so it produces gasoline or something like that to right. be factories for other stuff. Not so much for food, so much more people are trying to do like the stem cell non well, they're, using they're, a cow burger. They're, they're doing thing. the sexy things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and it's it's sort of like um, Buck Rogers from the early 80s. It's more of that where it's a food disc, where it's just nutrients mm-hmm. and cal- – because, you know, you had to stay thin to fit into all the spandex. <laughs> <laughs> and there's times when I wouldn't mind just taking, you know, a handful of – I want you know, pills, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Wafers. Vitamins. Yeah, vitamins. <laughs> the original Star Trek, where you could just walk into the cafeteria at any time and just put a card in slot and get any food you want, it's hard to imagine that, okay, well, I guess Scotty got really, really fat in the end, but it's hard <laughs> to imagine that these people at Starfleet were just, had the constantly had food anytime they wanted and it didn't matter so they just didn't eat and eat and eat because our monkey brains are programmed to you must eat because you're going to starve tomorrow yeah but there were like a hundred years in the future man (laughs) (laughs) yeah but they weren't like the con genetically altered kind of better humans they were just i mean well that's true I mean, but they they all had interesting jobs. I remember there's this one where Captain Kirk comes, you know, comes out of something and he kicks somebody. No, no, no. He comes and he walk- kisses the girl. He no, he comes walking around the corner and there's some guy facing the wall and he's just like turning, turning back and forth left and right like he's turning something and there's nothing there. So they may have some pretty good drugs in the future too. <laughs> Legal drugs on a starship. <laughs> and all their computer screens were just blinking lights going back and forth right. in two colors. Yes, yes, okay. I see your point. Anyway, uh, but uh, one guy who I, uh, you guys posted some articles in the in the Super Secret site and some other links. And so in the one, there was a link to Walter Cronkite going through the, the future. The future uh, house. Yeah, future yeah. house, which is hilarious. We'll, we'll, we'll post that up. And, Those are some great videos. Yeah, and they're interesting. But his uh, home office, I thought, was was an interesting look into how they thought. Because, again, they had – everything had a specific function, right? So they had a printer, and all you, and, but the printer had a screen on it, and whatever's on the screen, you turn a knob. Okay. You don't just press a button. You turn a knob, and it prints out that screen in this big, humongous piece of paper. <laughs> 
they had like a television that'll show the weather, and then they had a television that you could teleconference with, and then they had a television where you could read news, and then you would have a home computer. So they <laughs> right. kind of had it right, but didn't have the idea of we could smush all of smush these everything. things together and all makes it. And also make it so it could fit in your pocket. Yeah, and it was right. getting to that point because uh, uh, 1967, yeah, the transistor was out, but it was still fairly large. But they could see kind of where it was going. But they still had this idea that, that single-purpose. Exactly, yeah. It made more sense. Yeah. Right? As, you know. yeah. But they had smart houses, and we still don't quite have smart houses yet, except for you and your, your thermostat. Where yeah, the, well, that's the, awesome, yeah. The big brother controls it when you're not in the house kind Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. And they change it, it to heat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining about that. I, you know, they can they can do my heating and cooling habits. I don't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if it gets hacked, people can probably say whether I'm home or not. Um <clears throat> So uh, okay, awkward <laughs> silence. Uh, there was also another article about um, Arthur C. Clarke, another science fiction author who basically said, "I think this is kind of what the world is going to be like." And obviously, there was 2001, 2010, where that's kind of come and gone, and we don't have the big old round spaceships, and we haven't gone to Jupiter yet. But um, there were some things like he, it, kind of like you were saying with. Um, Isaac Asimov's prediction, where he said, "You know, you're going to be able to be in const- be able to be in constant contact with everybody. You can contact your friends and back and forth and all that stuff." Um, but uh, that kind of dovetails pretty nicely one of Isaac Asimov's predictions uh, that I really just just tickled me something that um, Asimov said that mankind will suffer badly from the disease of boredom. So you combine the disease of boredom and be able to contact your friends at all time. And yes, Gary, that makes Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter. Yes. Yeah. And uh, actually, I was I was wrong about Asimov. It's Arthur C. Clarke that was the yeah. student geo center. I figured we'd just kind of skip over that part. <laughs> Damn it. And once you said Clarke, I'm like, wait a minute. It wasn't fucking Asimov. That Asimov? That hack? <laughs> <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke was the guy who came up for the with the idea of the geosynchrosis satellite okay. system, uh, and then Isaac Asimov did that for communications and always in contact. They both said always in contact. That's why I'm saying it's not a big deal. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so we had these interesting kind of futurists, uh, sci-fi authors, or people advised by scientists to say this is kind of the trend of where we are right now, and based on what we know, we have no idea the the you know solid state drive, the microprocessor, or any of that stuff that's been the new shape changing technology, whatever. They kind of had an idea of where things were going, and how they could reasonably uh, extrapolate from where we were to say this is how we're going to be. Sure. But nowadays we have a lot of people who don't really want to put that much work into it, I think. You wouldn't call them psychic. No, no. You wouldn't call (laughs) Isaac Asimov or Arthur C. Clarke as particularly psychic, but there are a lot of people who think that they are or pretend to be or who are just right assholes. (laughs) Right. And so, shall we go over some psychic predictions for the future? The future! 2014 psychic predictions! Well, you know what? I think before we do that, we should look at just a couple of the psychic predictions from 2013 that were made. You know, because some of these are, like, so incredibly no-brainers. Like, 
Um, so you found a list of all the predictions some people had made, or is it just the ones that they said, oh, these are my hits? Well, Ignoring all the ones that they right. missed. Well, no, there is... And this was written last year, and it's at paranormal.about.com, and it's Psychic Predictions for 2013. So this was written a year ago. And some of these are just... Like, Supreme Court Justice Ruth, Ruth Ginsburg will step down. Yeah. She did. She's kind she's, of old. Yeah, not only that, but she said she's not going to. <laughs> right. Um, but there, 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 were, there were actually, in the entire list on that page, there were two that I thought were uh, interesting in that something happened along the lines of what they said. They're not particularly... Uh, insightful, uh, and it was actually from the same guy, uh, this guy who claims a near 100% success rate. Oh, sorry, for his Oscar predictions. Uh, his other ones, doc- his documented predictions, he has an accuracy of 71%. That's Sidney Friedman, or Friedman? Yep. And um, so the first one, he said, what this exactly means, I don't know. But for a time, a huge portion of the internet goes dark. It wasn't it this year that everyone was protesting the um, uh, uh, internet bill that was going yeah. to... So that was at the beginning of the year, and like Wikipedia went dark for a day. Well, like, Nikki, Psychic to the Stars, this is the one that got me. Daniel Day-Lewis nominated for an Oscar for Lincoln. The man gets nominated for an Oscar for taking a shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most heavily nominated man. Right. Coming yeah. out in one of the biggest movies. <laughs> he was not, this is not... Oh, this was, there was a one that was like, bing, bing, yeah, bing. Yeah, especially like with the Oscar nominations. You can tell these people are choosing something that they're pretty sure is going to be kind of on target so they can say they have a few hits. Right. And, because and going the, into Oscar season is right... Basically, right at the New beginning. Year, basically, because New Year's is right before Oscar season, all the buzz is already happening. Yeah. So they kind of have an idea where things are going, so they can say yeah, that yeah, it's got to be Daniel Day Lewis, even if it isn't. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm overlooking Oscar predictions or even entertainment predictions because almost every entertainment pr- prediction is telegraphed. For example, Jimmy Fallon replacing Jay Leno on the Tonight right. Show. Everyone knew about it. Well, I yeah. didn't because I don't watch either show, but <laughs> apparently everyone knows. But one thing, again, back to the same guy, um, and he's in the United States, by the way, uh, Mr. Friedman. But he says, a shock of white light is seen in the night sky in several regions of the country this winter or spring. Unfortunately, he said this country, which would be the United States, but it could have been the 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 meteor the in Chebby, Russia. Chebyshev? No, that's a the Chevy Chase filter. meteor. Yes. Yeah, the Chevy Chase meteor. <laughs> um, but if it had hit Chevy Chase, Pennsylvania or Maryland, then yeah, that would have made sense. But. Yeah. But so I thought, well, that's sort of one, but that could easily be twisted yeah, into a hit. He could turn that into it. But and, on the other hand. It's so easy now to get footage of meteorites or meteoroids right. or asteroids going through the. the you could even call just a general UFO sighting a bright light. Exactly. Yeah. So. So it's really it's really so vague. It's, yeah, it's, a bright light does not give you enough details to say that is a prediction that could only mean this. So here's yeah. the question then. Wait. 
What is a good psychic prediction? Well, there's a lady in uh, in Australia, Vine. She just has the one name, Vine. Oh, that must be. And she's been really psychic. She's she's got to be good then. Yeah, she's actually at the opposite uh, uh, end of the spectrum from Cher. Anyway, um, <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, she's psychic and Cher's a singer and actress. Pretty sure Vine's a pretty... I'll just shut up. Yeah, please. So she's been, she's been psychicking for 30 years, and she says to the question, what is a good psychic prediction? She says, quote, A good psychic prediction should be clear, transparent, and demonstrate real accuracy to its audience. Not detailed. She doesn't use the word detailed in there. Nope. She's just transparent. that's really the, the big downfall. Yeah. Because anything, if you twist it enough, like the trouble lava meteor that we were talking about, one of these days we're going to figure out how to say that, you could twist that into something. If if someone, some other psychic said there's going to be a big explosion in Asia, you could say it's that, or, or just a, yeah. an explosion that will rock the world. Right. Well. It was a viral video that did rock the world, but it didn't rock the world literally. Or, right. you know, someone says there's a big tsunami, and big is a relative term. I mean, it didn't have to. It didn't have to be like the big Indonesia. Yeah, but then if you say there's going to be, be big. a big tsunami in Indonesia, and one happens, I mean, it's in the freaking earthquake central. Yeah. So it's yeah, not it, a big it's... surprise. Ex- that's exactly. You know, if you say an earthquake is going to hit California. Hmm. That's pretty much every 50 yeah. minutes. But the, right. then you have the scientists in Spain uh, who who said that there wasn't going to be an earthquake or it wasn't trending toward an earthquake, but they couldn't be sure. And then there was an earthquake and then they threw them in jail. But these are scientists. Yeah. I've been looking at some of the psychic predictions for 2014 and examiner.com has ones from the Denver Psychic Development. <laughs> Sounds really interesting. And one of theirs is, an earthquake will occur in Northern California between the 12th and 16th of May. That's pretty specific. Was, it's specific, but it's obvious specific. Yeah, but it's also California. That's why it's obvious specific. They even get even more specific, saying, centered in or around Oakland and will measure almost eight on the Richter scale. Okay, that's where it gets really kind of, okay, either that's a hit or a miss. Yeah. Right. But they have got some on this that are just, um, the International Space Station has an emergency that will require immediate evacuation of the vehicle. All hands will be saved, and but loss of life will be closely averted. Doesn't the International Space Station have, like, some sort of panic once a year? Well, I was thinking more along yeah. the lines of the space station in and of itself in its existence is narrowly averting death every minute. <laughs> Yeah. Because it is this tiny little tin can up in space. So many things could go wrong. And it's weird to me that we have meteor showers, which are meteors. So many things could go wrong that some pop singer, some 20 years from now, is to put samples of the disaster in her pop song and get in big trouble. Nice prediction. Considering it happened this week. Did it? There was a, yeah, was a Beyonce, Beyonce yeah. one of the new Beyonce songs. Oh, she put the challenge. That's not the space station. I would. That, it was a reference. <laughs> it was a callback to something we haven't talked about ever. Pop music. 
Yes, or Beyonce. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but there there are some other ones. Like their number one prediction is a device worn on the wrist by women that will be able to inform when pregnancy is more likely. This will be used for birth control and for family planning, a less invasive than other forms of birth control. This is a great idea. This is a great idea. You I mean don't like see it. tracking your menstrual cycle? Yeah. No, on it's your more wrist? The, the like actual, a wristwatch? No, it's the actual <laughs> getting pregnant part, which the technology... Be able to afford, inform you when you're most likely to get pregnant. Oh, it's most likely to get pregnant? But we can already do that. It's yeah, called but a calendar. Is, yeah, it's called a calendar, but you know... It's called a calendar and a stopwatch. I've seen this on like, what, uh, she's having a baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she's obviously now, you only have 20 minutes to do you your thing. four days, actually? <laughs> whatever. No, 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 they... I, I know, get it. I know. So they, they have some other ones that I like. Like, number 10, the Pope is in psychical... I the Pope think. is having his Could be period. physical. I have one where they start uh, going from psychic no, it to says physics. psychical danger. He is speaking the truth, and there are those around him who are unhappy. Oh. And that would be all of his fucking handlers every time he opens his mouth. It's his handlers and um, the uh, Catholic League, I think. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, in several of the different ones I looked at to see what people were predicting for 2014, there are common themes. Like, one of them, the Pope... Almost all of them will say something about what happens to the Pope. So Sidney Freeman, who we were talking about just a little bit before, he w- he had a pretty vague prediction that Pope Francis is going to announce plans to visit North America. That's pretty vague. It's not that he's actually going to visit. He's going to say he will visit, including Chicago. Pretty lame, whatever. Where One of the largest cities Well, in more the than just he's going to visit America, yippee frickin' skip. But according to, I think it's Michael Nolan from the sbsun.com was predicting that Pope Francis is going to be hospitalized with a lung infection. So a little bit more specific, more of a kind of, if he gets it right, he's going to be remembered as pretty awesome. So an old guy is going to get sick, and it quite possibly might be a part of the uh, old person that gets sick, like a lung or something. Would have been a bigger prediction for someone like John Paul or Pope uh, Ratzinger or something like that, (laughs) where much more sick but the interesting thing is that there's some themes like the pope like the oscars that everybody goes for every right. time one of the ones on this one is there will be food safety scares again in 2014 surrounding fresh fruits and vegetables um duh <laughs> i don't have anything else to say other than yeah every, <laughs> i mean with our modern basically agriculture big farm system, there's always going to be some fuck-up where some douchebag doesn't wash his hands and then goes out and plays with the lettuce. Hmm. Did you know that Sylvia Brown made 2014 predictions? Was one of them that I'm already going to be dead? No. (laughs) Then I would say that she's kind of wrong already. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think she missed the biggest one. Well, she had some some pretty good ones. uh, She says... um, I predict a great rise in skin cancer in children until 2014. There is a lot of media coverage about the UV UV rays and many products to protect people against them, but people are still often careless when it comes to this one. This isn't even a prediction. But then again, (laughs) people could pay attention and reverse the prediction right out from under me. It's not a prediction. It's an infomercial. Ah. (laughs) 
Oh, here's a prediction. I predict hypnotic past life regression will become available through a group of trained psychologists on both the east and west coasts of the USA in 2014. It will be, it will prove to be quite a success and will be widely practiced by 2014. But uh, speaking of uh, common themes, Vine Vine okay. said that um, should I call her Psychic Vine? I don't know. Uh, she said that they should be clear and transparent and sort of precise-ish. Okay. Well, there's a guy named John Russell. He's an internationally known professional psychic, John Russell. And he doesn't make very many public predictions. Uh, but he actually predicted in 1974, he, uh, quote, I predicted that we would someday suffer a major attack by foreign enemies, and that that attack would occur on the soil of the continental United States of America. Everyone I told this prediction to at the time laughed me to scorn. They laughed at me! Until 1993. Blah, 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 blah. So, you know, he predicted that people would eventually attack us. Now, he has some really good, uh, very specific Hell, people thought that was going to happen in World War Two. Yeah, so it's yeah. not. It wasn't that unreasonable a prediction. So one of his predictions for 2014 is, and just you know, all the rest of them that I'm not going to read, pretty much follow this type of thing. If you're blindly following habits, patterns, and trends, you could be doing better. Okay. So that's, basically, he's that's, for- that's a horoscope. It's a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, that guy's kind of lame. But hey, he predicted the, you know, attacks from one country on another. Incredible. Sure. (laughs) Well, it's like the last one from the Denver Psychic Development. It is important to pull our energy inward. To be the brightest lights we can, to show the greatest love we can. Wait a minute. If you're pulling your energy inward, your your shining light should be dimming. (laughs) Oh, this this gets better. <laughs> we can only wait now for the end of this draconian empire to crumble, and we have to be ready to replace it with a clear vision of heaven on earth. Quote, for the lack of better words, we hope the light we shine will catch others alight until this draconian vision is gone. Are they talking about burning people? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I I'm kind of really lost, weird. but I thought that one was just cuz I was number 25. It was like number 25, you know. That's a this. lovely word salad. <laughs> Do you guys also find in some of the predictions you've looked at from these various people that they really try to do their best to say, "Hey, I haven't looked into this. I am just getting this psychically." Yeah. Cuz that uh Sydney Freeman guy, apparently he does this all the time. But um he made a big point in saying, quote, I do not see the films. I do not go to the movie theater, nor do I rent them or read the reviews. If I were to see them, my own biases could come into play. So these predictions every year are entirely intuitive, even though I have no clue who many of these people are. So he's never seen any movie he does not follow it, any news on any okay. uh, any of these actors, yet he can still name the actors and what film they were in to know who's going to win what 
in in the Oscars, and yet it's pretty easy to predict knowing what films are popular. No, I can I can explain that, Greg. See, the problem here is you do not understand how a psychic works. He hasn't seen the films, but he's seen the filming of the films because he's there on set psychically. <laughs> so he well, hasn't seen how it's being cut together. He thought Highlander Two was going to be great, or his ghost friend Bob <laughs> has just said. I know you haven't seen this movie, but 12 Years a Slave is going to be big this year. Sure. Well, Just write that down. What I like is the fact that he predicts two people winning Best Actor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not just the... No, the... He, he says at the beginning it's going to be Bruce Dern for, I think it's Nebraska. And then at the end it's Jared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club for Best Actor. Which one is it? it you're, you're going to be surprised. It's going to be both. That's the amazing thing about 2014 is there will be they they will be so good it'll be dual best actoring. Yeah, that means and, that I didn't read this very well because in my brain I was seeing Bruce Stern best supporting actress and that just didn't make any sense. So that could happen too. Might have a sex change. <laughs> right. Maybe you just predicted Bruce Stern's going to get a sex change. Way to go! But honestly, this list is what's been coming out. I if you yeah. look at Variety and Hollywood Reporter and everything. The the reputable people who are writing and talking about the entertainment industry, this list that he lists, Gravity for Cinematography, um, Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave as Best Director, Jared Leto for Best Supporting Actor. It's really easy to say, I don't know any of this, I don't pay attention to this, I am above this, and yet actually go and Google to find out what people are saying. And, and then say, see, I got a hit, and I said to you, I promised, I wasn't reading up on this. Yeah, or a look look on uh, at Las Vegas and see what the odds are against yeah. everything. I mean, yes. That makes it's, it very easy. It's very <laughs> easy for watch. us skeptics to be all snarky and, oh, these people just make things up out of whole cloth. Actually, probably the ones that keep going year after year probably put in a little bit of work and a little bit of research to say, how can I say something that is plausible whether or not they're they know they're a fake or they they think they're a real psychic they're going to read through and say you know what what film names can i say and they keep seeing the same film name over and over and over again so they guess that person sure that, yeah that movie or whatever so either way but, they're doing a lot more work than we give them credit for but I, I i agree with gary i'm i'm pretty sure that they've been looking at the bookmakers lists of Oh yeah. What's what's going down, especially in regards to Oscars and and Golden Globes and Grant and all of this? Because these, Willie, is there ever really a huge surprise? <laughs> Once in a while, you'll get the Kevin Klein winning for A Fish Called Wanda thing that kind of comes out of the blue. But it's but pretty not very easy often. to predict, right. yeah. But th- that would also explain, say, uh, why every, every once in a while a psychic will predict that there will be an uprise in uh, UFO abductions. Because you can actually bet on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure what, what, what's changing here. So look at the change. Or maybe maybe the insurance rates go up mm-hmm. or down. Yeah. <laughs> but most of these, like you were saying, there's always the prediction about the Pope. There's always the prediction about the royal family because I'm yeah. seeing the, oh, they're going to have another baby. It's going to be oh, a boy. Yeah. No, it's going to be a girl. No, it's a boy. No, it's a girl. Well, if they do, one of you is right. <laughs> well, did you know, 
Craig Hamilton Parker, or sorry, Craig Hamilton Parker psychic prediction. Uh, he thinks that Barack Obama will express an interest in holistic healing and, quote, world healing, end quote, becomes a dominant theme and key phrase in his 2014 speeches. Very exciting. Uh-huh. That's, that's what this whole Obamacare thing's about, isn't it? Sure, okay. <laughs> or maybe that has something to do with one of Sidney Freeman's other predictions. Garlic is in the news. <laughs> okay. I mean... All you need to do is find one fucking story about garlic. <laughs> well, okay. At that I mean, just finishing up by the way, it's it's interesting that they'll just make weird things just kind of out of nowhere, just to say something weird enough that if they really do hit on something, it'll be an awesome hit that can be remembered. But if it's vague enough, like garlic is in the news, or obvious enough, like there will be a major delay in the Oscars telecast that they can really kind of just prey on that if they actually hit on something. Well, it, it's funny you should say that, because I've got one that actually ties in with, with Gary's about you know the whole woo factor of it. Garlic being in the news. <laughs> I have a co-worker whose wife is, how can I put this? Garlicky? Very, no, hold on. <laughs> She's very... Woo, natural healing, naturopathic. I think I know this person. And she talked about how she got a yeast infection and how she cured her yeast infection was putting garlic up her woohoo. (sighs) Well, you know the internet rule, pictures or it didn't happen. I don't want those pictures. (laughs) And rule 34, but... (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. Apparently, though, this is being touted quite a bit of garlic to cure yeast infections. And I am just like, oh. So, like, so was that like one of the first things in 2014, like alt med wise to piss you off? No, the worst part is um, the next week they had a garlic chicken. <laughs> Okay, I was not. I was not going there. Well, apparently this has been around for several years because there's a Jezebel article because I just just googled this of garlic to cure a yeast infection, and apparently this has been around since like 2008 because they're all like, "How not to cure a yeast?" Infection. I'm sure it's been around for a lot longer than that. Yeah, it has to be an old Chinese remedy. Yeah, way I to just... keep away vampires or something. <laughs> lesbian vampires doesn't have to be lesbian vampires, but let's let Donna talk. That, yeah. There are very few things that I want in my vagina, and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I will honestly say that garlic has never crossed my mind. That's good to know. <laughs> Pretty much foodstuffs. Just no. All so, I see is so a capsaicin Gary, what other predictions accident. have you found for 2014? Those were actually kind of the good ones. Yeah. Um, they a, a lot of people will try to make economic predictions because a uh, lot of yeah. people were talking about, um, including this guy Sidney Friedman, talking more specifically about um, 
not that the economy will do one thing or other, but they're talking a lot about the unemployment rate, that it'll finally go down to more like 6.5%, give or take, depending on who's predicting. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of, oh, 2014 is going to be so much better than last year. and but we're already says that. We're already seeing that. We were seeing that at the end of 2013 with the economy starting to uptick and, you know, house sales. And so just, it's like, no, I want to hear, <laughs> we're going to have a total economic collapse, which I actually heard from somebody well, yeah. on yeah, yeah, you, you hear that's that from part and parcel. They're going to make some prediction of a super horrific thing. Mainly because if it does actually happen in the way they said, they get to say, I make predictions that come true all the time. Yeah. Because it's that kind of shotgun approach of, if I make enough ones that are specific enough, something is going to, by the law of big numbers, happen. And it'll be awesome. Well, like, for New Year's Eve, I went over to a friend of mine. She was having a, a big Doctor Who New Year's Eve party. She does it every year. There was a guy there, and his prediction was, and I'm not shitting you, that in the next three years, there's going to be an, a total global economic collapse, and Texas will secede because we will have the ability to print our own money. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> well, obviously, they didn't see Bitcoin coming. Obviously, being able to print your own money is the key to uh, economic right. Uh, success. Right. So, <laughs> so when the, when he said this, I looked at him, had a shot of vodka, and then asked him, can you repeat that? And he repeated it. I repeated my action with another shot of vodka and went, you don't really understand how economics works. Do you? And he's all like, well, we're going to have all it, it, back to the gold standard. And this guy had this really complicated, convoluted. If you're on the gold standard, it doesn't matter or not if you can print something or not. Right. And that's, I, I, I pointed that out to him. I'm like, he said, we're going to go back to the gold standard. But in, and he's in, a, just, in a total economic and societal collapse, gold does nothing for you. Yep. It's worthless. Yep. Food, uh, uh, garlic. <laughs> it's a bear. Garlic That's how garlic hoo. is going to be in the news. <laughs> garlic in your roof. That's why we're going to have to hide it. People will be after. People be all after your garlic. Um, Gary, that may be how Donna hides her garlic. But how exactly are you and I going to have to be able to hide our garlic? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> You're hiding your garlic from me, Gary. You bastard. Not then. <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't oh, know if Gary, you'll be my I'll, friend in the economic class. Oh, Gary, I'll find your garlic. Well, that was creepy. Yeah, not just a little bit. So looking around for psychic predictions for 2014, there was one other person that I found, um, apparently a blogger over at ChicagoNow.com. I don't know if this is his real name, James Kirk. Wait, a, wait, it's Chicago his... Now? Yes. So it can't possibly be a prediction. Shut up, Gary. Um, he was decided that he was going to use the inspiration of psychics and also the very famous James Randi to make some predictions for 2014. So uh, these are some of the real ones. Um, number one, the world will not end. Uh, number two, uh, there will be trouble in the Middle East and Africa. Nice and vague. 
Wow. Um, no, that's, 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 that's insightful. Yes. One of the other ones was uh, the Chicago Cubs will not win the World Series, uh, followed immediately by Neil deGrasse Tyson will continue to be awesome. <laughs> um, I, is this guy... I think he's, he's I think it's a satirizing joke. Uh, yeah. because there will be the rise of the Muslim sisterhood. Um, <laughs> God will receive credit for anything good that happens while avoid blame for anything bad. Insightful. Um, and uh, one of my absolute favorites was Bill O'Reilly will convert to Scientology. Ooh, <laughs> and he might because, you know, he's pretty <laughs> pissed off at the Pope. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that really encapsulates all that we've been talking about for the last, I don't know, half an hour about you have some things that are just general vague stuff that, yeah, of course you can interpret it. You have some stuff that's specific enough that if you have a hit, it's awesome. You use some research based on what everybody knows. Yes, there's going to be an earthquake. Or you look up on the Oscar site or the Oscar odds site and say, I'll go with these. And I'll just go with this weird animated movie, this foreign film, just to see if it hits. I can be really awesome. Yeah. Use some famous people. Do something weird like garlic is in the news. I don't. I don't think that Bill O'Reilly would change to uh, Scientology. <laughs> it's possible, but, but I think he would no, more likely. No, that's one likely. of those specific ones that if it happened, he would. I mean, he's satirizing these predictions. I understand that. He but would be I would awesome. put Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're on different takes on this one. Okay, I was going to yes, say we will agree to disagree. <laughs> so what? Raylian? Episcopalian. Oh, Episcopalian. Hmm. Yeah, so pretty awesome. And so it's 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 fun for us to kind of look at these, but you, you, you kind of – you look at enough of them and you can tell your friends who said, oh, did you hear about the psychic who predicted so-and-so and it came true in 2013 and say, is that the only prediction you saw for that person? Go look at them all. Because they probably made a hundred different predictions, and they're all vague enough that no, of course they didn't come true, or you know, di- just look at the context of what they said, not just something bad will happen. Yeah, because you know. every year I predict that it's going to snow in San Antonio. Happened a couple years ago, so you were right then. I didn't predict it back then. Oh. I was. <laughs> <laughs> So it was snowing. You're like, it's going to do this again. I promise. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, we may have to wait for the next ice age, yeah. but it will happen. Yeah. But the one thing that psychics did not predict. The Spanish Inquisition. Um, no, they did not predict that scientists would finally reveal they have discovered that dogs align themselves north to south when they poop. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? <laughs> Scientists are claiming to have revealed <laughs> that dogs prefer to align themselves north to south, uh, magnetic north to south, when they poop. Okay. Oh, well, okay. NP. Yes. Well, duh. When left to their own devices. Oh. Wait a minute. Dogs don't use devices to poop. Yeah. Uh, hey, we don't know that because we're not watching them all the time. Um. But this is also only when there's when the magnetic field is uh, at at rest. There's there's no perturbations due to uh, uh, solar flares or anything like that. Because when there's a solar flare, uh, they will just go all willy nilly and the, just poop anywhere. The needle goes a little wonky, and they don't they don't care. They don't care. Well, okay, so 
if the needle goes a little wonky, do they face what now has become magnetic north? No. They they just give up. They just poop <laughs> wherever. <laughs> and just poop anywhere they want to. In any so they <laughs> any this study says that when magnetic fields are calm and not disrupted by anything in the world that they will line their bodies up north to south. Yeah, sort of like how cows first. line themselves up north south as well. They do that? Uh, yeah, there's a, a statistical possibility that they do. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think is happening here with this study. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so these guys uh, out of Czechoslovakia in Germany, uh, it's a long-term study. They did over uh, like a two-year period and uh, 79 dogs, so of various breeds and various, uh, I think a third of them were male and two-thirds were female. And uh, they found that when not on a leash, they would uh, tend to favor the north-south pooping position. So with a leash, they're usually following the owner or or in front of the owner in a specific direction, wherever the owner is walking. So they'll just kind of probably stay in that orientation no matter what. Right. And they they discounted – and one of the things that people – the first thing I thought about was, well, wait wait a minute. Uh, There's a lot of different factors here. I don't know, like, almost too many to really figure out what's going on. But a major one would be where's the sun in all of this? Because if they're doing north-south, it may not be because they're aligning themselves to magnetic north. It could be that they don't want to face into the sun or maybe they don't the want to face sun. out of the sun. Or, okay. Right? And they said that they kind of discounted that because they looked at the weather and they looked at what was happening with the solar flares and blah, 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 blah. And um, – it turns out that the places that they were doing all of the studying, they only get sun about 33% of the time during while the study was going on. So they discounted the whole sun factor. Okay. One of the interesting things I saw when I was kind of looking through the summary of the study is they specifically called out that the stability of the magnetic field is only stable – 20% of the time or 20% of daylight or something like that. So they're saying all these fluctuations are happening a lot more of the daylight than not. So there's a lot more fluctuations than there are stable times. Okay. So if stability is what allows them to align themselves north or south, and that stability only happens 20% of the daylight, what is the evolutionary use of it? If it's not going to be able to be useful most of the time. No idea. Yep, no clue. That's really what screamed out to me of, I think this is just statistical noise. Bullshit. Well, it's it's, it's a lot of hammering. Yeah, it was over two years, but it was just 70 dogs that might just fall into certain patterns. That 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 the individual dogs just, and they just caught a few little blips in their numbers. And you would think... Okay, sorry. Speak, to, speak about the dogs. Sorry to steal your thunder on that. Idea. No, 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 no. That, that that brings up a good point because a good um, eight of them <laughs> were dachshunds. <laughs> You'd think they'd be a little bit more uh, north-southy than some of the others. because they're more elongated <laughs> compared to their legs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is a stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Oh, you may not miss you. You use me to kind of making an interesting point to make a bad Dotson joke. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, but one one of the things that the final version isn't available online, but we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But in the pre-formatted version that that I was looking at, they've got the abstract and they're, they're, they talk where they talk about magnetic alignment uh, and how a lot of animals use mag magnetic alignment to do whatever which is has been found yeah, in like yeah. birds and bats Sharks. and stuff like that yeah. yeah and bats too i think maybe bats okay because there's, 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 the problem there's, is mammals right it, it hasn't That's, been found a lot in mammals right so i may be wrong about bats but definitely birds i think yes Sharks um, and, and sharks, are the sharks and fish and yeah. moths and and stuff like that but generally not on the uh, the more advanced organisms. All right, hate, well, that's getting a little speciesist. I know, that, and, and that, I wanted to avoid... The mammalian uh, part of the tree. Certainly, right, okay. We'll just, yeah. So, yes, the, the mammalian portion, as you say, the, as you said, tree. So you say. But... Are you drunk? No. Uh, but the, the problem that I had was in their conclusion section, which is part of the abstract, they say, it is for the first time that A... Magnetic sensitivity was proved in dogs. B, right. a measurable, predictable behavioral reaction upon natural MF fluctuations could be unambiguously proven in a mammal. And C, high sensitivity to small changes in polarity rather than intensity of MF was identified as biologically meaningful. And They're pretty damn sure of themselves. They are, and it just... Okay... If you look at the manipulated data that they provided, because they don't provide any of the raw data, right. which they would be seem to have heavy. to do a lot of data massaging to they do because and statistical massaging. Yeah, because and granted, this is what statistics is for: is to to pull the chaff from the wheat, right, or yeah. the wheat from the chaff. Because sometimes <clears throat> the human eye looking at a bar graph of numbers or a line or a point graph of plotted. X and Y axis stuff doesn't see the line graph that goes between the show the direction. Right, and of this the is actually worse because they're using polar graphs. Right, but <laughs> sometimes the the statistics will show yes there is a incline to this graph as opposed to just a horizontal line that shows nothing is happening. Yeah. So, but but well, sometimes mean, you look at the data and you can tell I see where they were going with this, and it doesn't seem that this, way with this. This does not this. Just doesn't look that way. Again, like I said, statistics draw stuff out, but but to, to look go from that to say everything's proven, uh, I'd be interested in in seeing seeing the data and yeah. and seeing someone who really knew statistics to see if they're actually using proper statistic methods to do it. Case in point to kind of get into something, hopefully create a a word picture in your mind to explain why we're saying graphic-wise it should make some sense. What they're using as some of their pictograms to show how they think that this makes sense is that they're saying that, okay, these are all the directions that the dogs were facing, and here's the straight line for north-south. And it's a circle where they plot, all right, what direction was, I assume, the head of the dog facing? What degree... Right. Uh, yeah. In a you know zero being north uh, magnetic south. north, yeah. and then they would plot for outside of zero degree which way the body the head was facing. Right. You know from 
body up to head. Although the face sometimes would, you know, would turn to whether look it's or whatever, right? facing north or facing south, yeah. that would be clumping all the data on either end of a circle. Right. It would either. So if, if they were paying, uh, facing due north, their face was due north, right? Right. Uh, in, in in line with the body. Then you would put a plot at zero. Exactly. But if they were facing due south, you would put a plot at uh, 180. Right. And the the whether or not the MF was calm or noisy or out on vacation, I don't know what's going on with the MF. Um, wasn't there a band EMF? Anyway, I'm just rambling. I need sleep. But essentially, if you look at the plot of where the dogs were facing, there were points all throughout the circle. And yes, there might have been a few clumps here or there on north or south. Probably enough to yeah. statistically there, well, be it, just barely significant. But you would think to, there would be a lot more clumping towards north or south and virtually nothing on east or west. If there really was some kind of straight line plot going right, to, on to, here. to prove exactly exactly so it, but it, it started occurring to me while reading this that this actually might be sort of a joke that just has to do with statistics because the very last figure figure number five um, is a picture of a dog pooping with a compass drawn around it and its head facing due north. So well, you can draw that's, anything. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah, why that's even Photoshop. include? Why that's even Photoshop. include this? That can be a Photoshop to show what they're talking about, like what we're trying to explain to each other to the listener, no, because I, we don't have pictures to say this is kind of what we're talking about plotting wise. You uh, know what? No, I. That's just bad writing. Yeah. <laughs> Because in a scientific paper, it would be laid out in language that would be understood by the reviewer. It probably was, and also included this picture that could be used in press releases (laughs) to show this is what they're talking about. Also, there's no point of reference in the picture, so there's no way to tell if this is actually normal. Well, that's why I'm saying it's just a publicity still. There is no tree with moss on either side of it in this picture. (laughs) We can't be sure. But this was... uh, I just, I find this article skeptical. (laughs) I I think it's a real article. Oh, it is. It's... well, I mean, an actual study, it's not like I'm satire I'm pretty or sure it was a bunch of drunk guys no. going, <laughs> No, no, no. I, <laughs> Look. It is, I think it's serious because they they want to see if there's magnetic sensitivity in mammals yeah. and related. And this is just what they chose to say. Well, it's an everyday behavior they do all the time. Let's see if we can find some noise here. Yeah. What I do or, think, what my prediction noise. is for 2014, is this dog pooping and facing north-south thing is going to show up on the Nobel Prizes. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but but this this was printed in Frontiers in Zoology, which is an online uh, peer-reviewed, they say, but yeah. we all know what peer-reviewed means these days. <laughs> we, we've, we've had that discussion before. Yeah. I, we, I, I conclude that it is a real study. It's just... Trying too hard. It's yeah. It's it's flawed and trying too hard. And then what they might find with some statistical significance to say, yeah, there's probably something here. They're taking way too much confidence in their conclusion, and they're not saying, 
we're not going to conclude anything of this. We want to do other studies with other behaviors or another pooping study with more dogs. Why the fuck do we always start talking about poop on this show? I don't know, but... That's our New Year's resolution for the show for 2014. Less poop. And less bodily functions, perhaps? Yes. That, yeah, let's go with the less poop and less garlic in the hoo-ha <laughs> kind of that stuff. Works for me. Because we're pure and clean and modest people. So enough about poop. Yes. What did we learn this week? Well, we learned that the new year is going to be good. The new year is going to be better. The new year is not going to do exactly what the previous year did, except in the generally same way. And with an even number as the year. Yes. We learned that Jim Baker is back. Praise the Lord and pass the money. (laughs) Psychics. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. We learned... (laughs) We learned you can magnetize your dog and that they'll stick to your refrigerator for a good day or so. Okay, I guess I did, missed that part of the have, article. Have, no, is that how we learned? Uh, well, okay, I guess the, the readers will I have to go s- to the I article would... on the poop orientation thing and find <laughs> the bit about... I would say about... more like we could magnetize their poop, but or their rectum, but not... No, it's not their poop that was magnetized. It was their bodies was magnetically aligned. Well, if they ever learn how to fling it at you... It'll stick to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still don't... I mean, okay, I liked your idea of the sunrising sunset thing and not having light in their eyes thing, but I still don't get what that would actually do. What would be the point of being magnetically aligned when you poop? Well, I think it's just a common activity. I mean, dogs don't dogs. even have feng shui, so how would it make sense? You didn't know that. <laughs> but when I give a when I give my dog like a, a chew thingy... Um, she'll she'll wander around trying to find the perfect place for it. Okay, that's true, but I think that's more of where the hell am I going to bury this? It's still feng shui. <laughs> or <laughs> I was actually expecting you to say. <laughs> anyway, so uh, happy new year to everybody. Hope that this year is better than the last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, think about that for a moment. Yeah. No, that just no, that just goes along with one of my favorite um, mash quotes of "Here's to the new year. May she be a damn sight better than the old one, and may we all be home before she's over. So may it be better. Um, may we all be home. I'm, I'm home, but emotionally home too." Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would Kelly be away is from calling. <laughs> Kelly is calling bullshit on that. Fuck you all. I think it's a beautiful quote. It's beautiful. All right. So <laughs> I would say it's beautiful-ish. <laughs> what the hell, people? <laughs> it's lovely from a certain point of view. <laughs> okay, I'll accept that. But jeez, wow. Right? Way to shit on my parade, folks. I guess no, we're still going to be talking easy. about poop the rest of the year. <laughs> Look well, at if this you want to talk about shitting on a year for it to get better, if you want to talk about shitting in a parade, just make sure you go east to west, so that the dogs won't align their shit on it. Okay, sure. <laughs> and but the psychics will tell you where the shit is going to be, so that you don't step in shit in 2014. But and psych- Isaac, As- Isaac Asimov no, thought no. that we would have a machine that would collect the poop for you. No, psychics can't do that because psychics don't know shit. <laughs> but up. Uh, 
Good night, folks. <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. She's having twins. And... What? So. No. Where are you Yay, you get to go do the whole big family like thing. Dock your pay or Life gets in the way and that's fine. Wait, life gets in the way? No, I thought it was that life finds a way. That it finds a way to get in the way. Such a negative attitude. Yep. And a positive attitude towards life. Maybe something, 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 something. No. (laughs) Grumpy Greg. (laughs) I snorted. (laughs) All right. We hip. We happening. We cool. We're ready to record. I don't think we've ever been hip. We jiggy with it. Do Please stop. Oh, that's why it's not balancing. <laughs> because you're spending more than you're taking in? <laughs> you were making an economics joke when I was playing with a mic stand? I didn't see that you were playing with the mic stand. It was just that's the most <laughs> obvious response to oh I see it's why not it's not balancing. Oh, or it could be because maybe the uh the flask is not filled on the one side is not filled with enough water to balance out your scale. Yes, because I always carry a flask. Yeah, yeah. Erlenmeyer flask. <clears throat> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our response time is apparently going to be very interesting this evening. But I didn't. I mean, like you were just going we, no, to cut quote that stuff out. I know you're going to cut that out. But you and were that's just... not even going down the end. Wait, this is going down the memory hole. <laughs> or well, that's second base. blackmail. <laughs> but hard to blackmail a person that doesn't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're talking about predictions Edit of the this, future. <laughs> Gorilla grass. Grass? <laughs> we have no idea that gorilla gat. Fuck! Crap! Damn mother. Fuck it. I don't care. Gorilla glass. So either <laughs> you really want to move to Colorado or you ate Taco Bell before you came over. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>